This CKNW podcast for AIM Medical Imaging, home of AIM Medical Imaging full body MRI scanning. A family history of medical issues is nothing to ignore. Book a preventative screening at aimmedicalimaging.com. Mike and Andy here for Get Connected. Andy, that's a pretty uh, catchy tune. You like it? Yes. It is. It is. It's one of those earworms that just gets in your ear and it loops over and over again. That's why I wrote it, because I had to get it out of my head. I know. Andy Barrar, <laughs> musician as well as tech co-host. We've got a, a great show for you today, if you're tuning in. Later on in the hour, we will be taking your tech questions and calls, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. We can be your on-air tech support or give you advice on what to get as far as tech gear. We'll also be uh, talking about Windows XP migration. Okay, I know that doesn't sound uber exciting but it's it's important microsoft is suspending support for windows xp there's millions of people out there that are still running it you know thousands of businesses believe it or not that are still running windows xp but uh, i think it's important to know what uh, the risks are in continuing to use it and what you can do to upgrade to things like windows 7 or windows 8 especially when you're talking about businesses that whole migration pattern to another operating system a lot of them are going to windows 7 yeah. They don't go to the the latest operating system, which is Windows 8. They always go one back yeah. because it's more secure. They've they've kind of figured out all the bugs. Um, so a lot of people are moving to Windows 7 in the business world, and it's a big job, especially when you're talking about you know hundreds of computers and you have to migrate all this data from from XP to Windows 7. It's not easy, but you have to do it because in April, like you said, that support for XP is going to end. So time's a ticking. We'll get the lowdown on that. Lots of things going on in the news this week as far as uh, tech stuff. Samsung has announced their latest Galaxy smartphone. Why should you care? That's why you listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously the big race is between uh, Samsung and Apple and their iPhone as far as smartphone uh, phones go. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no one really else out there right now that can even come close. I know there's BlackBerry and Windows phones, and there's other manufacturers of Android phones like Motorola and LG and HTC. But between Samsung and and Apple, they have got it locked up. Yeah. Um, really, when it comes to Android, you're more likely to have a Samsung Galaxy phone. And if obviously, if you have an iPhone, you ha- you're on the iOS. What's interesting, and I, I always find this fascinating um, when these new phones get released, Mike, is we're always like looking for something revolutionary. But what we're seeing, especially the last couple of years, is incremental steps. Evolutionary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, We're using that word a lot. <laughs> and so um, basically what I saw that I, that I knew it was going to happen was they're going to put the fingerprint authentication, the biometrics. So this is the new Samsung Galaxy S5 uh, coming out in April. I uh, haven't got the exact date yet on that, but coming very soon. So, yes, fingerprint. So once once Apple did that with the 5S, I kind of I was thinking about it. I'm like, if every manufacturer has to have this in their flagship phone, if they don't, people aren't going to want to use it. I'm still putting my passcodes in. You get to use your finger. This is so. I've un- got an iPhone 5S. I'm telling you, I love this thing. Like because because I have a password to get into it. I hated having to punch that thing in all the time. Yes. Now I just use my thumb yes. on the uh, little home button there, and it's just instantly in. I love it. But it's elegant. Uh, I haven't got my hands on a Samsung S5 yet, but from what I see, it's not the same 
It doesn't even look the same. So you it, actually have to swipe your finger. Yes. With the iPhone, you can just basically put your finger on top of the home button, which, which to me is anyways. a much more elegant. Yeah, you do solution. that anyways. Yeah. So it just kind of uh, takes that whole step for, to authenticate that it is you. Yeah. Uh, to unlock your phone. But it's funny because remember I had that Motorola Atrix smartphone like, years ago. Almost three years ago. Yeah, and it had like a little fingerprint thing. Yeah. Uh, scanner. And so now it's taken three years for Samsung basically to put the same thing exactly. in their phone. Exactly. That was the actual, that Atrix was really cool because that docked right into a computer as well. Yeah. That was really uh, futuristic at the time. And then Google obviously bought Motorola and now they sold it to Lenovo. So it'll be interesting what they do. I think LG, Sony, HTC, they all have to incorporate this fingerprint authentication into their phones. Otherwise, consumers aren't going to buy it. It's almost like you don't have a choice. The standard now. So what we know about the Samsung Galaxy S5 so far, it's got the uh, fingerprint scanner uh, in it. The screen's a little bit larger. It's a 5.1-inch screen uh, on it now. Uh, it's got a heart rate sensor built into the back. That's right. Yes. Um, kind of interesting. Yeah. What so, think? well, you know, we, we talk a lot about how, like, wearable tech and, and how – the internet is the internet of things. While we're going to be able to monitor our heart rate, all that data is going to go to S Health, which is Samsung's kind of uh, health app to help you try to stay in shape. It has a pedometer built into it. Now you have your heart rate, so you can be measuring this. And by measuring your heart rate while you're exercising, you're more likely to want to exercise because you have all it's this. Not measuring data. it all the time. It's only when you put when you, your when finger you put, on it. When you put your finger on it. So you could be running, you put your finger on it, and you can get a, see what your heart rate is at, at that present moment. So. What was another interesting thing is they also announced the new Galaxy Gear Watch, the, the second version. The first one I did not like. I don't think you liked it either. It's interesting. It's just it was a little bit too bulky for me. I don't understand, Mike, why you need to have a camera in a watch. That That's the, the one thing but that – You got I, your smartphone with you? Exactly. But it, it just seems like – it seems kind of creepy when you think about it. You know, <laughs> you got this little camera and you're just like, well, get the new, smart here. So they've announced two new – versions of this watch yeah one of them has the camera built in uh much better implementation now it's not in the actual wristband it's actually on the watch itself so it makes the overall uh watch thinner um and then the other version doesn't have the camera built in exactly so they they are experimenting with this whole wearable tech trend they have the the armbands too the fitness band yeah kind of like the, the nike fuel and fitbit but Samsung has a version of it. Now. They haven't announced the price, though. So these Fitbits, these uh, armbands, go for about $100. So they need to compete on price because the Galaxy Gear watch came – the first one came out at like $400 or like $399, Yeah, which is way out of people's price range. That's almost – you can get a smartphone for that price. So I don't it, – it didn't sell well. It was more kind of like a beta test. They were trying to figure it out. What does the market want? They got a lot of feedback, and it's going to be in this new watch. So we'll have to uh, see how that looks like. Back to the phone, uh, what we also know, it's got a better camera built into it, so it uh, apparently has a new focusing feature that can give you a bit of depth of field, so you can have the backgrounds blurred out yeah. and you know the person in front all nice and crisp, so you know, better picture-taking. Also, water-resistant as well. Yeah, not waterproof, but oh. it will be water-resistant, which is important, especially in a city like Vancouver, <laughs> and you're talking with your phone, you're going to want to make sure that it doesn't get damaged from water. What's the uh, prize today, Andy? We got an excellent prize. We're giving away a pair of Urban Ears Humlon headphones. These are remarkable. You can wash them. You take them apart. You put them in a little laundry bag, and you throw it into your wash, and then you can clean it. It's perfect for the germaphobes out there or people <laughs> who share their headphones with others. 
to enter, you got to go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest tab to enter and win. We have some other contests that are still live, so you want to enter those as well while you're on our site. When we do come back from the break, we will be talking about Windows XP. Millions of people still using it, especially businesses. Should you migrate now? Well, Microsoft uh, would like you to because they're ending support for it in April. So this is a segment, if you have a business or are in business, you really need to listen to. After that, of course, we'll also be taking your calls and questions. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're talking about migration now. Uh, and this is an important topic, I think, for a lot of businesses out there. Uh, Windows XP, still used by millions of people around the world. Uh, lots of businesses still use it uh, as well. I know a lot of banks that are still using Windows XP machines. Uh, what a lot of people might not realize is that uh, Windows XP support is basically uh, running out for Microsoft. As of April, uh, it will be no more. Essentially, yep. so if you're a business, it's obviously important that you're using software uh, that is supported on a regular basis to uh, help us understand what to do next. If uh, you are a, uh, a business uh, owner or manager, we've uh, got our good friend uh, from Dell. His name is Matthew Trotter. Thanks for coming on the uh, on the show today, Matthew. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to talk about uh, you know some of the important reasons why. Uh, you know, businesses should upgrade from Windows XP uh, upwards to uh, Windows uh, 7, for example. Are you finding that there are still a lot of businesses out there out there that are running Windows XP? Yeah, absolutely. There's there's actually a, an alarming number of businesses that still have XP lingering, even if even if they've already gone down that path of doing a migration. Uh, there might even still be 10 percent or 5 percent of their systems that are still running XP. So. Um, it's important that they get all of their systems off of XP. I, I can imagine, you know, obviously support is running out from Microsoft, but isn't it difficult to manage, you know, uh, an older operating system like that or, uh, you know, a number of computers that have a bunch of different operating systems? Yeah, the, the more systems you have, um, the more operating systems you have, um, what it does is it just creates an administrative burden. Um, you've, got, you've got more to manage. Uh, you've got more systems that you're you're basically uh, requiring to stay in place in order to keep the the ongoing administration of these uh, these operating systems going. Um, so it's it's kind of a barrier to uh, the rest of your environment being able to upgrade. You see a lot of organizations really stuck at uh, certain certain revisions in software because the operating system on their client is is really that limiting factor. So if you can get rid of that, uh, it kind of enables the rest of your enterprise to be able to. Uh, to stay up to date and really stay current. So for the listeners out there, Matthew, um, you know, when they start hearing things like Windows XP uh, is not going to be supported by Microsoft, uh, you know, come April here, it doesn't mean that their machine's going to stop working. It just means that Microsoft is no longer supporting supporting it. And, and what does that mean to them? So, so really the biggest concern here is that every month Microsoft releases, or, excuse me, releases patches for uh, the Windows operating system. So it's uh, you know quintessentially known as Patch Tuesday. Um, Patch Tuesday is going to stop for Windows XP people um, who don't uh, continue to pay for an extended support contract with Microsoft. So what that means is your your operating system is not going to get upgraded. Um, now for most people they're going to say, well it works just fine the way it is. Uh, what do I need uh, an up to the operating system for? 
And really the biggest concern is security security vulnerabilities. So, um, you know, it's really kind of an open door for a lot of uh, kind of black hat hackers to just, you know, walk their way into your enterprise. And that's about the last thing most of these places want to happen. So uh, Microsoft has, you know, enabled these, these organizations to be able to get extended support, but it's terribly expensive. So it's really kind of the, you know, lighting the fire under their butts to, to get them off this operating system. So what would you recommend to businesses that are still running Windows XP? What are, what are some of the things or some of the steps that they need to start taking to, uh, to make that migration to Windows 7? So there's, there's a number of different parts and pieces to this process. It's a relatively large machine when you think about it. Um, you know, when we sit down with a customer, we normally want to get a good understanding of all of their inventory, uh, what they have from a hardware perspective, software perspective. Um, and when we get, we get that, we can actually, you know, look at their hardware and say, this is what's compatible. This is what we're going to be able to, you know, let's say refresh a computer. So we can keep that hardware in place. We can replace Windows XP and just put Windows 7 on top of it. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to buy new computers. Um, we want to look at software too, right? What applications are actually compatible with Windows 7? Uh, and not only that, now's a good opportunity to actually maybe say, are these applications also compatible with Windows 8? Because you're probably going to have to make that change eventually. So if you can, you know, kind of limit that right now and say these are the applications we have and these are going to work, um, that's going to kind of, let's say, make the process a little easier. Uh, the applications that aren't going to work, you have to take those and then figure out what you're going to do with them. Um, are we going to replace them? Are we going to retire them? Um, and that can usually drive out a large amount of project expense, uh, a lot of time. So the sooner you can get on that, the better. And once you get a lot of that kind of prep work done, big thing is uh, optimizing your deployment process. So a lot of organizations are still really manual. Um, you know, there's a technician that goes around every computer, they spend a number of hours working on a system, migrating user data. Uh, let's get rid of all that. Let's automate a lot of those processes. And even if a technician has to go around and touch every computer in your organization, let's make them be able to do that uh, in 15 minutes as opposed to in uh, five hours. So that process, um, there's tons of efficiencies we can drive there. And then actually executing that and managing that entire program because, you know, there's a lot of parts and pieces. So there's really a big governance uh, piece to this. We want to make sure that you've got the proper project and, and program management kind of controlling uh, this program. You know, I, I think some businesses would look at this and think, you know what, I, I think we can handle this. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll do this ourselves. What are the advantages of, of working with someone like, like Dell? So really what we bring to the table is, is a vast amount of experience. Um, we're, you know, Microsoft's Windows Deployment Partner of the Year in 2012, 2013. Um, we've done, you know, well over a million Windows XP systems uh, to Windows 7. Uh, we're, you know, almost more than double what our next closest competitor is. And when you look at that, there's, we've <laughs> that's given us the opportunity to really see uh, how this works in uh, even the smallest businesses to the largest enterprises. Um, we've done this for, you know, over 100,000 user organizations, and we've done this for uh, small businesses, you know, 50, 60 users. So there's a lot of places where uh, you might not have necessarily considered the impact 
Uh, you might not understand the costs associated, um, the resource and constraints, and what we bring is that, that experience. So we can basically tell you right out of the gate where you're going to hit those hurdles uh, and what we can do to kind of get you over those hurdles and, and you know, have a successful uh, deployment. I guess that's the important thing. A lot of times, you know, as, as a business manager uh, or even a business owner, you think I can save money doing it <laughs> myself or, you know, with my existing uh, people. But, I mean, you're saying yourself, you've, you've done this to over a million computers. You know what can go wrong. You've already <laughs> gone through all of that and, and yeah. have the processes like, in place to make it work properly. Tr- truthfully, it's difficult. Um, most organizations aren't set up to be able to run a large migration project, right? You figure... Everybody who's working right now has a job. Uh, they work, you know, they're 40 hours a week, 35 hours a week, whatever the case may be, uh, not doing deployments. So then when you go around and you say, hey, let's add a 1,000 computer migration to your day-to-day schedule, um, all of a sudden <laughs> the reality sets in. It's like, wait a second, uh, I don't actually have the resourcing capacity to be able to execute something like this, let alone all of the preparatory work that needs to take place. Um, so it, it'd be very difficult at this stage in the game for an organization to kind of take this on uh, on their own without needing to leverage uh, a vendor to assist. Matthew, I want to thank you for coming on the show today to uh, explain uh, Windows XP migration to, uh, to our business uh, listeners out there. Where can people find out more information about this? Um, basically, you can uh, reach out to your uh, Dell account exec if you've uh, got access to them through either our services sales executives or your, your direct account executive, or just reach us uh, online, Dell.com. Thanks again for coming on the show, Matthew. Well, thank you again for having me. That was Matthew Trotter. He's with uh, Dell talking about uh, Windows XP. Support is uh, running out. It'll be over in April. So if you're uh, still uh, running a bunch of machines uh, in your business, obviously time to uh, check out migrating up to uh, Windows 7 uh, or even 8. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. We'll be back after this. Winter weather can severely impact the way we do business. Roads are closed, flights get cancelled, people stay homesick. So be prepared. Sign up for GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix, the powerfully simple way to meet online, no matter what the weather is like. It's so easy. Everyone just logs on to GoToMeeting.ca from their computer or uses the GoToMeeting app on their mobile device. Now they see your screen on their screen. You can present and collaborate in real time and turn on your webcams to see each other face-to-face in HD video. It's like being in the same room, no matter where everyone is located. So even when you can't make it into your office, you can still meet in person and be productive. We use it all the time for our clients. I love it that we have a subscription, but all my clients can use the app for free. Start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting. Visit GoToMeeting.ca today. That's GoToMeeting.ca for your free 30-day trial. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. We are going to go open line now. So here are the phone numbers, 604-280-9898. And toll-free across Canada, 1-877-399-9898. We want to take your calls and questions Live here on Get Connected, we'll be your on-air tech supporter, give you buying advice for tech gear or phones. Samsung's releasing a new Samsung Galaxy S5. If you've got questions about that, we can answer it for you. Also, uh, the Apple security flaw. If you've Big got one. questions about yeah. that, uh, we can help you with that as well. I'm going to jump here to Evelyn in Surrey. Hey, Evelyn. Hi, thank you. I'm just wondering if you could help me figure out what is happening with my laptop. Sure. I have a photo editing program on it. Yep. And whenever I do just a simple little edit, or try to, it takes about 10 minutes. Oh. 
it's really it's running really slow, and I'm just wondering what I could do to speed it up. Cool. What um, is it? A Windows machine? Yeah. Yeah. What version of Windows? XP. XP. <laughs> yay. Um, yeah. So that's the challenge with uh, photo editing or video editing. Uh, they sometimes can be intensive, so you want to make sure that you have enough hard drive space, that your hard drive's not completely full. Um, if that happens, that will slow down everything, especially things like photo editing. Uh, I also recommend that you have enough RAM. You can never have enough RAM on your laptop or your desktop computer. Um, and also reboot your computer every so often just to kind of freshen it up as well. But the challenge is, you know, after you've been running your laptop or desktop for a while, a few years, uh, eventually things do get kind of clogged down as well. And I know you, Andy, you like to refresh your operating system every so often, like just <laughs> That's reinstall I, everything. I do it every uh, on my birthday every year. I don't know why. It's been like a tradition. I on format your birthday. Computer. What a birthday. What a birthday. It's a really it's Basically, back up all your stuff and then reinstall Windows. Yeah, I got a really good system. Basically, I write all the programs that I have that are currently installed. Uh, then I'll back up all the data like photos and, and videos and such onto an external hard drive, and then I'll wipe it clean, put all the new drivers, everything back on. It's like having a brand new computer again. Yeah. Um, her problem, it sounds like a RAM issue because if she's trying to do something and it takes forever, it's because there's not enough RAM. Now, one thing you might want to do is reset your computer, and then when it opens up, close. a lot of software and programs are operating in the background like automatically. So you want to close those as well because you'll see them in your taskbar on the bottom right, you know, like your virus checker and such. They're, they're running in the background, and they take up RAM. So if you close those down, you might be able to save some space and have your photo editing software. And increase software. the performance. Yeah. Uh, you know, that being said, uh, if it's a, a laptop running Windows XP, sounds like it might be a little bit older. You will notice a dramatic difference in the computers that are available today, uh, especially running things like Windows uh, seven or even even eight for that matter. Like it's amazing how much faster they are when it comes to things like photo editing and video editing as well. What's really cool is if you get a brand new computer and you put an old operating system like Windows XP on it. Yeah, you'll be amazed at just how fast it runs. Because Windows XP, I think when it came out, there was about five hundred twelve uh, kilobytes of RAM back then. Yeah. And now it's it's like you know you're running the gigs so. Or megabytes, 512 megabytes of RAM was what was supported at the time Windows XP first came out. So these days, you'll, you can get 8 to 16 gigs of RAM, and it's amazing how fast Windows XP will run on a computer that's uh, 10 years newer from when it first was released. Yeah, and, and prices are pretty reasonable now on, on new hardware yeah. as well, like laptops. You can get them starting in you know the few hundred dollar range. Three, four hundred dollar range. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? Just for fun, go down to you know your computer store, one of the London Drugs computer departments, and just... Try one of the ones on display to see how quick it is. Exactly, it's uh, it might save you a lot of time. And if you're going from XP, go to Windows Seven. It's uh, it, you won't have to learn as much, and it's a it's a fabulous operating system. Going to jump here to Maureen in Richmond. Hey, Maureen. Yeah. Good morning. Um, <clears throat> I've got a, a Dell computer. Yep. And um, I was having terrible problems, and I phoned Dell. And I was on the phone with them for hours. It turns out I had all sorts of things in it, so they cleaned it all up for me and stuff. And I'm on uh, Windows XP, uh, uh, wi Windows Vista, actually. Oh, yeah. I'm even older, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, should I be thinking about moving or upgrading or even getting a new computer? Because I actually bought, a couple of years ago, um, the Windows 7 Home Premium Upgrade thing. Yeah. And they've got two CDs in here, a 32-bit 
and a 64-bit, but I've never installed them because I don't really know how to do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's yes, pretty simple. Yeah, it's pretty simple. If you're running uh, Windows uh, Vista, uh, I, I would recommend having a look at Windows 7. It's just faster and better and more stable, I, I find. And it'll even run on less memory as well. Microsoft acknowledged that they made a mistake with Windows Vista because it takes so much of your computing power just to run the operating system. And when they made Windows 7, what, what they found out was computers that were that came with Vista pre-installed, if you put Windows 7 on it, it's going to run even better. Yeah. And it's a newer operating system. It it's just more efficient. So I definitely recommend you grab that CD. Make sure you know what kind of... I, I'm going to guess that you have 32-bit um, computer. You think? Well, it's, it's running Vista. I know, but if she puts the 64-bit in... It'll probably tell you right it'll away. It'll say you can't install it. Exactly. So you can't really lose. Try the 64-bit uh, disk first. Honestly, all you got to do is stick it in your computer into the drive tray there, put it in. A little window will pop up asking you to install the operating system. Yeah, you just have and to just follow the instructions. And just follow the instructions, and it'll go through there. Uh, there is a slight chance that maybe some of the older programs might have an issue with Windows 7. Uh, it's typically not a huge problem unless you're running some really unique kind of program. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty well compatible with all the, the stuff out there. And but, it should be really easy, like you said, to upgrade. Yeah. I, I think you'll enjoy uh, the, the speed of Windows 7. And, and honestly, it's pretty easy to do. Just Take that disk, stick it in. Try the 64-bit one first. If it tells you no, put the other one in instead. Exactly. You'll love it. But, you know, new machines too. Have a look at those. I always like a new machine. <laughs> I'm you a sure sucker. do. I'm a sucker for that. We're going to have to take another break, but I'm going to give the phone numbers here one more time because we're open line here on Get Connected, 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance anywhere else in Canada, toll-free number is 1-877-399-9898. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Mike and Andy here live at Get Connected. We're broadcasting from CKNW across the Chorus Radio Network. 604-280-9898-1877-399-9898. Going to jump here to Kelly in Calgary. Hey, Kelly. Hi, Mike. Hi. Yeah, I've got a, a, a an old Mac computer here. Yep. And it seems like my heat sink is, uh, is rumbling, or my is making the computer rumble. What would cause that? Ooh, yeah. Uh, sounds like a fan issue. Uh, what kind of Mac is it? Is it like an iMac or? Yeah, it's a Mac Pro, actually. A Mac Pro. Yeah. Thoughts, Andy? Sounds like the fan. If it's rumbling, um, one thing you might want to do is is open it up and take your vacuum cleaner and just take out all the dust that's in and around there. Sometimes the fan collects all this dust and then it doesn't spin uh, correctly. So that's one thing you want to do. Or a, a can of compressed can air. Of compressed air. One of the drugs carries those. Yes. Those are awesome. I love those. All oh, those. Special- do it outside. <laughs> everything's gonna blow everywhere oh my god the first time i did and you know what and i forget every time i don't i don't know what's wrong with me but uh you know every year or so i'll take my desktop i've got a few desktop computers and open them up and use the compressed air and half the time i do it inside and i think the best combo is compressed air and a vacuum yes. so while it's all yes. this stuff is coming it's sucking it right back inside yeah. but it sounds like an issue with a fan. It is. If it's if it's making rumbling, the fan, you know, this thing's spinning thousands and thousands of times. Yeah. Uh, it can get a little bit damaged, especially if, if something's obstructing it. Um, open it up, take a look, clean it inside and see if that helps. Yeah. Um, you might have to get the fan replaced, but uh, you want to clean it up and just see if, if that's going to help as a start. Got Don in Medicine Hat. Hey, Don. Hi, how are you? Good. 
Uh, I had two questions, if I can. The first one was related to um, re- redoing your computer every year on your birthday. I, I didn't hear all of what you said, but I don't have a problem backing up the documents and video and, and uh, photos that I have, as well as I don't have any problem installing the operating system. But is there is there a shortcut to getting all your programs back on, or you just sit there and reinstall all the programs you have for the next three days? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the challenge. Like, I love your idea there, Andy, but if you've got like Office and all these other programs on there, you will be installing things till the cows come home. So, um, but the advantage there as well, it's clean. There are programs out there, one called PC Mover by yeah. Laplink. Uh, that software will actually let you move the programs uh, onto like your external hard drive and then move them back, for example. Yeah. And sometimes you'll want to do that because, you know, I've been doing this for the last three or four years. And yeah. the one problem I always come into is drivers where I yeah. forget, whoa, how did I get this driver for, you know, this printer yeah. and whatnot? That's, that's the hardest part. But otherwise... I'll just go into the programs and just write down everything I have. And then you've got the software. I've got the software, yeah. and and then I just try to make sure I remember. Because one year I did it, I just cleaned it, and then I was like, "What did I have on here?" <laughs> <laughs> and I learned quickly from that mistake that it's yeah. it's good to document what's currently on your computer yeah. before you go and format it and you know put a fresh operating system yeah. on it. it it does take time to reinstall but sometimes it is kind of a good feeling because you know everything's clean yeah and yeah it, it, it's fine i'm such a geek i'll actually before i do that time how long it takes to boot up and then after the clean i time it again and i do see a, a remarkable improvement in in the processing of everything so it's just nice it just feels like a new computer again so don obviously andy here has ocd uh, <laughs> but hopefully those are some good tips for you there yes and could i ask another question yeah for sure uh, I just uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Staples has a has a phone called on top it's an Android phone yeah it has dual sim uh, slots in it. I just wonder if you know anything about it because it comes unlocked it's only 149 dollars and it has two sim slots so you can you know use one for Canada and use a Rome one for the states if you want so yeah I, that's, I just wonder if you knew much about it yeah uh, kind of a cool little phone Staples carries it. it's 150 bucks runs Android uh, I had a chance to play around with it it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, not as powerful as some like you know the S4 and S5 that are out there, but it does have that dual SIM, yeah. and uh, what that means is you can put two different SIM cards in there and have two different phone numbers at the same time. And this isn't a really big thing in North America, but over in China and and Asia, for that matter, huge. Yeah, uh, all the phones over there have dual SIMs in them, so you can have two two different phone numbers. And going. it does it does make a lot of sense if you're traveling, say, to a different country, and you're you want to use your own phone. That makes sense. Or if you're in in business and you want to have a personal line and a business line, yep. you can be able to change it and keep the same phone. So that's a that's I think a brilliant it's cool. yeah yeah. And for 150 bucks, it's unlocked. It's running Android, so yep. you can download all the apps and and what have you. And uh, like you're saying, Don, uh, put a Rome SIM in there, like Rome Mobility or or whatever SIM that you want to. If you're in Europe, you can get a SIM from one of the carriers over there. Yeah. And then you don't have to switch out. That's fabulous, yeah. Which is kind of a cool thing because right now, uh, you know, when I go down to the U.S., I get a Roam Mobility SIM, you know, from uh, roamobility.com, but I have to take my my current one out and put that one in. And you know what? So if I have any calls, you're not getting them. I'm not going to get them. And you know what? Like, I do the same thing. And these sims are so small now. And I'm always like, I'm going to lose this. I know. I'm so paranoid. <laughs> I, I actually wrap it in a special Ziploc bag. And yeah. then I put it in another bag yeah. <laughs> so that I don't lose it. It is so easy to lose. Yeah. And it's so important. So, um, yeah, it's it's nice to have a, a phone that has dual sims. Yeah. Um, so I, it, it looks like a good deal. So, you know, have a look at it, definitely. 
Looks like we'll have to take another break here. When we come back, we will take a few more of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Ready Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here. A few minutes left to take a few questions. Jim in Coquitlam. Hey, Jim. Yeah, hi there. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, um, I've got an older, well, a couple years older Canon printer, MX870. Uh, it has a fax function. I'm just wondering if there's any device that you could uh, fax directly through your cell phone as opposed to going through uh, a landline oh. uh, for the connection of it. Um, I know there's third-party um, online fax services where you you know scan your document and then they fax it off to the business, but I'm trying to eliminate going through a third party if that's possible. Yeah, so you want to hook your, uh, your all-in-one fax to your cell phone? Is that the idea? That, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that is a great question. Um, yeah, without going through a you know a third party server set, keeping the you know document a little more secure, basically. Yeah. Just trying to think. Um, I know they they have apps that you. Well, can he wants to hook his he wants to hook his his print his all in one printer, which has got fax built in. Yeah. Instead of using the landlines, like to a cell phone. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. I've never really heard of anyone doing that before. I know of apps that kind of act like a fax, but it's more of a scanner where you take a picture and it scans it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm going to have to look into that a little bit as well because um, I'm just wondering if there's issues with um, the cell phone as well as far as sending faxes. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because I looked into um, Rogers and Fido. They have home phone service yeah. that you can get for like stupid cheap. I think it's nine ninety nine If you're one of their customers, like yes. 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but essentially... Um, the phone service is running through their cellular network. That's right. And so I thought this was a cool thing for my dad because he's a Rogers customer. And, um, you know, when, when I read up about it, there was issues hooking that up to the fax machine. I, I forget technically why, but um, we'll get your name and number there. I'm going to look into that and see um, if there is, like, a device or if there's any issues going through the cellular network. Mm-hmm. You can't think of anything offhand. Can no, I can't think of anything offhand. Okay. We're going to jump here to Mary. Hey, Mary. Oh, hi. Uh, hi. I'll try to make this quick. Um, it's about TV. Yes. And I've um, had two that I got uh, over a period of time. The last one, I had, there was a fire and I lost it, so I've been trying to shop around. And I, I'm a dedicated um, customer of London Drugs. Yeah. And I had Toshiba both times, uh, the first time and then the second time. Yep. And now I'm looking again, but and I went in there and... Uh, are they are they not carrying Toshiba anymore? Or? That's um, it's a good question. Uh, I don't know what their product lineup specifically with all the different brands uh, are. Uh, Toshiba's they're great TVs. Um, uh, right now, you'll you'll probably find on the market uh, Samsung is one of the more dominant yeah. players out there. They make great TVs. Uh, LG as well. Uh, they make great priced TVs. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a you know bunch of Panasonics uh, as well. Uh, but, you know, I would have to check. Again, Toshiba, fantastic brand. Uh, but it's most likely that you will see some of those other brands. And they're all really good brands. The London Drugs guys are great, though, too. You can go in there and just basically tell them what kind of TV you're watching, what kind of room it is. And they're fantastic at, at really narrowing it down and, and giving you some choices at, as to what will work for you. Well, a lot, a lot of questions we get on this show, Mike, is people asking plasma, LED, LCD, which one to get. The London Drugs guys are really great about yeah. helping you figure it out because, like you said, they'll look at what kind of room you're using yeah. and then make a, a suggestion based on, on the room and what kind of content you're watching, whether it's live sports or video gaming you know, and whatnot. So 
definitely head down there and, and ask those guys, and they, they should be able to point you in the right direction. Yeah, Toshiba, again, fantastic brand. Uh, if you like Japanese, um, you know, electronics manufacturers, you might also look at, like, uh, I know they have Sony, uh, Panasonic are fantastic. Uh, Samsung and LG, obviously Korean, uh, but they all make pretty good TVs. Yeah, it's hard to tell how, which one's better, um, but you just got to really compare them and, and look at them together to see which one's right for you. Alex. Hi, I was just wondering whether you've managed to import those bed phones into Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. God, we get so many I'm questions amazed. about that. You know, I have never had so many calls and emails and questions about the bed phones. These are these little flat pancake-like headphones that you could wear while you're sleeping. And it's great if you live in an urban area or if you have a significant other that snores all the time. Uh, when we showed these on Global, on Global uh, New News, Mike... The phone boards just lit up. Everybody wanted to know where you can get it. You can buy it online. They don't have a distribution set up in Canada, but I'm actually trying to help them out on that because there's such a big demand here for these bed phones. So look out. Maybe by the end of the year, we'll see them on store shelves in Canada. But right now, you can go to bedphones.com, and you can order them, and they'll ship them right to your house. That's pretty easy. Yes, and they're fantastic too. Okay, contest one more time. We're giving away the Urban Ears Humlund headphones. These are a pair of headphones that you could take apart and wash in your washing machine. It comes with a little laundry bag. You take all the components, you put them into the bag, and just throw them in your laundry machine, and they'll be coming out nice and clean. Perfect for that germaphobe in your life. You got dirty ears? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> a lot of wax, you know, build up from listening to music, Mike. But these are actually good headphones. They're actually, no, they're fantastic. And it's yeah. a great concept because over time, headphones do get dirty. And uh, these look fantastic. They're, they come in white and you can keep them white by washing them. Go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com and hit on the contest tab to enter and win. And of course, we have some other contests that are still open. So you want to check those out as well and enter while you're on our site. That's all the time we have left for today's show. I want to thank uh, my co-host, Andy Brar and producer as well. This is Mike and Andy logging off. We'll see you again next week.